broadcasting five days a week to make common sense common again. This is The Ron Show on America One Radio. I am joined by Julie Balke. Am I saying that right, Julie? Yep. All right, good deal. <laughs> Julie Balke, founder and chief career strategist with the Balke Group, also the author of the book. Uh, this is one of the better headlines I've read in a while. Uh, Stop peeing on your shoes, avoiding the seven mistakes that screw up your job search. Okay. Well, <laughs> explain to me the peeing on your shoes part. <laughs> yeah, so I've spent, I've spent, wow, more years than I care to count in the world of helping people figure out what their next best job is and helping them put together a plan to get it. And mm. the right way to approach that is think, plan, execute. But when people are panicked because they've lost a job, yes. all they want to do is execute. And so sort of like that puppy who's trying to get and say hi to everybody all at once. And then they pee everywhere. Oh. Uh, right. I mean, it's, it's, that's what happens is you are unfocused. You are panicked. You are not presenting your best self. Yes. And it really harms your, not only your search, but your ability and likelihood of landing the right job for you. And at the end of the day, we all find out after we've settled into a job who our real selves are in that role, right? So we're always chipper yeah. and super positive, and then you settle in, and it's like, oh, so that's the real Ron. <laughs> or that's you know that's really what this job is. I mean, sometimes we go through interviews, mm -hmm. and everybody is trying to put their best foot forward, yes. both sides. Right. And we saw this especially the last couple years with the hiring frenzy that was happening. Is it's you know employers their process was was. Um, it was truncated. Mm. It was based on emotion and availability. It was, can you fog a mirror? And <laughs> then they throw money at people and people would be like, I don't care whether this is a good job or not. It's a $15,000 increase. Yeah. I can love anything for $15,000 more, yeah. but you can't. You're right. In fact, there's, you know, there's articles out now about the regret that people have who change jobs too quickly and without any thought. And so it's, it is, you know, you've heard the old thing about you don't want to be see how sausage is made. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what the job market or the workplace is like right now. There are there are about a million things all intertwined that are making it not ideal really for everybody involved. So does that explain why we had such a crazy number uh, for January job gains? Like 517,000 seems about twice what I think most prognosticators were expecting. Is that because there's a little bit of that, you know, buyer's remorse from folks who took jobs that they didn't want and backed out and are back out looking. That's certainly one of the factors. You know, Ron, it's been a very interesting handful of years. I've been in this long enough to have seen all kinds of different situations. Mm -hmm. And so when you look back to 2008, it was literally all of the leverage was in the hand of the employers. Mm -hmm they could require you to do 12 jobs standing on your head. Yep. And you would say, thank you, sir. Can I have another? Mm -hmm. Because you were so afraid of losing your job because the other side of that, there wasn't much hiring going on. Well, now we're in a situation for a lot of reasons, but part of it is generational shift and simply the numbers of people available to work now because of the, you know, the people that have retired and there's just fewer people in the younger generations. And so that pendulum during the last couple of years swung way over to the other side where, you know, people were just, you know, jumping jobs like crazy. And there was a lot, not much thought there. And so we were thinking that we were getting to the point where it was going to level out a little bit. And when you read the headlines, you have these big tech companies that are laying off thousands and thousands of people 
But that article and those that data is right next to another article, which is another one that's come out recently. Monster did a survey, and 96% of people said they're going to change jobs this year. Yeah. And, you know, 96% of anything is nuts. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, they all won't. But what it says is there's not really great patterns or predictability because this new workplace – for a million reasons, it is new, is just settling out. Mm-hmm. And so employers are, you know, they're they're of 12 minds and they can't, you know, they, they got them coming and going. And then job seekers can get, especially if the salaries have really gone up and they have in certain sectors. So you're, you're sitting and you're thinking, well, I'm making 80,000 and uh, I know that people like me with my level of skills based on the job descriptions I've read and recruiters I've talked to are making a hundred. Okay. So, you know what? And and so then you start to get resentment and you start to think, yeah, kind of one foot out. I'm not engaged. I'm going to try to find something else. You may talk to your boss, try to get an increase and you can't, but then you also know they're trying to fill positions to do exactly what you do and they will pay that hundred thousand. So there's an there's just it's it's kind of a mess and and that's you know that's a technical term I don't expect you to know it. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you're talking to somebody who worked for more than 25 years in the radio broadcasting career, and as I'm sure you are aware, radio broadcasting used to have five, six, seven full time bodies on one station, yeah. and now you're lucky if you have three full-time bodies to take care of five stations in a building that used to just house the one station 15, 20 years ago. So the the, the 12 jobs standing on your head for the same salary or, or even less than what somebody who had the job before you might've made, I trust me, I get that. And we've seen in that industry where folks are doing just what I'm doing right now. Well, I'm a, I mean, I'm a real estate agent. That's what pays the bills. This show is a side hustle that may one day provide some extra income. I call it a gig economy sort of gig, but mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're branching out and finding our audience can be met elsewhere with our skill set, and we can go make that money on our own. Like I said, in the gig economy, is the gig economy playing a role in this, uh, this hiring crunch right now as well? Absolutely. So let's, there's a couple things. Uh, younger generations are not afraid to say, I'm going to cobble together a few side hustles so yeah. I can pay my rent while I figure out my next thing. Right. That is really still not typical with Gen X or boomers. And so you see much less of that unless it's driven by need. I have to do it. Mm. Number one. Um, number two, you know, that the younger generations, they're not afraid to leave a job they don't like. Right. Or we hung on because we didn't want to be the dreaded job hopper. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they're just like, I'll figure that out as I go. And of course, you know, as boomers and Gen X, Xers, we tisk tisk tisk, but in to some extent, the younger generations have the right idea. Mm-hmm. You're not, I don't believe, and I've been doing this for so long. I don't believe we're meant to have one profession or one job for forty plus years. Right. I, I don't think. Let me. Well, that's refreshing. That's refreshing to hear. Us <laughs> not most of us. There are some people that do, and yeah. they're very happy from start to finish. Right. But those people are few and far between. Mm-hmm. And so the ability and the willingness to reinvent yourself as your life and your priorities change and as the market around you changes and as the world changes is I believe an absolutely critical life skill. And we're also seeing, I think a, a return to uh, collective bargaining and unionization, because again, it, it seems like the employees is starting to realize that they have, or at least the younger employees, 
that they have the upper hand. And as that generation, they're marrying later, they're having kids later, it does give them the upper hand to say, if I don't like this situation, I don't have to stay here. Right. Yeah. And and it is, it's so healthy. And, but, but, but what we have on top of that, that is wrapped in immaturity, you know, and youthful sure. impetuousness. Sure. And so those of us who aren't that young are looking at that going, oh my gosh, you know, you, 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 there has to be a happy medium here between what it is. You, know, you, you can't just say someone looked at me wrong and changed jobs. The, the employers, what employers need to do is figure out how to create career paths and career opportunities and have career conversations with the people they hire. And that requires an influence and collaboration-based culture and we have way too many organizations now who are still patriarchal, paternalistic, managed from the top down. Like, I mean, I remember when I was in my first job out of college, it's like, you know, I waited to be told what to do. You know, they'd say, well, I think this job over here would be good for you. Okay. You know, I, nobody ever asked what I thought. Right. <laughs> and, and so that, those days are so far gone. But unfortunately, companies, a lot of companies are still being run by people who were raised that way career-wise and have the, well, if it was good enough for me, it's good enough for you attitude. And the younger workers are not afraid to say, yeah, this isn't working for me. I mean, Elon Musk is my favorite example because he pounded his fist on his desk, everybody back in the office. And a lot of his really best younger people said, no, thanks. Eh, yeah. Yeah. And so you don't, you, you don't have the leverage and the power as a leader anymore because, right, as we see, the job market is still good and it will stay good. Now, this is all dependent on your profession and your industry. So mm -hmm. there's not one blanket statement, but it's, we are not seeing any signs of those opportunities going away. And so if you're thinking about re-careering, making a career change, up-leveling your skill set, mm -hmm. you know, pivoting to something completely different, now is the time. We are on with uh, Julie Balke, who is founder and chief career strategist for the Balke Group. Her firm helps people land their dream jobs, and she spent 16 plus years working in HR, also the author of the book, Stop Peeing on Your Shoes, Avoiding the Seven Mistakes That Screw Up Your Job Search. I imagine that's uh, on Amazon, right? We can just grab that there. Yes. Yes. Stop peeing on your shoes. You know, when you when you search stop peeing on your shoes, you get a lot of books about <laughs> dog training. <laughs> well, it should be. It should be. Maybe maybe it should be uh, stop peeing on their shoes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on everybody's on shoes. Stop yeah. peeing on shoes, period. Yes. Uh, so is get figure out what you want, then mm -hmm. put together a plan to get it. That's as simply as I can put it. Instead of just being, you know, having your attention swayed by um, you know, just somebody who wants to throw money at you because money has been proven for decades mm -hmm. not to be a motivator. So here, here's my concern. Uh, this, this movement reaching a tipping point and us, like, I think you and I are of a similar age. We just know that like capitalism is going to capitalism, like profit's yeah. going to profit, greed's going to greed. Yeah. So at some point there's going to be a tipping point and there's going to be pushback. Am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, when, 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 when organizations get some leverage back, let's say the unemployment rate goes up to five to 6% mm -hmm. or higher. Um, then I think, and, and those opportunities dry up or dry up to some extent, then yes, we will see the pendulum swing back the other way a little bit. And that's normal and probably healthy. But for now it really is an individual, a job seeker or an employee's market. So don't waste this time just saying, oh, I'm going to jump from here to here to here and I'm going to make all this money and I'm going to, I mean, be smarter about it because mm -hmm. even these days, if 
I had a guy call me a few years ago. He'd had eight jobs in eight years. Wow. I was like, dude, I can't help you. Yeah. You know, I can't because part of me helping you is you telling your story as to why you've had eight jobs in eight years. Yep. And I can't, you know, unless you are the most unlucky guy on the planet, uh, then you probably don't have a good story for that. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it's like, what's the common denominator here? That's true. So I guess the, 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 the question in financial and economic terms, and I'll ask you from an HR perspective we, we've been hearing, it seems like for more than a year, and I think it's more just political fodder than anything else, about this looming recession that just has not shown itself to be coming. Do you foresee? I mean, obviously, it's like saying, oh, it's going to rain at some point in time. Yes, it's going to rain at some point in time, but we can't accurately predict that something's going to happen unless we are, of course, a meteorologist. But do you, you read the tea leaves. Do you see a recession coming? Well, so so I think we can have a recession without it affecting employment. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think in the we're used to when a recession comes, there are attendant huge layoffs. Yeah. We've seen the layoffs, okay? Mm-hmm. The problem is we have buffers because we also have organizations that are hiring. And so, you know, we've seen you know, prices have gone up, look at, you know, eggs, etc. <laughs> you know, so we've seen prices of almost everything go up, the cost of living every everywhere it's going up, but it's not affecting employment right now. Right. Now, I know that's easy for me to say. And if you're, you know, you're listening and saying, well, I got laid off. Okay. But you have never been in a, if you've just, if you've gotten laid off, you are in a completely different situation than someone who got laid off back in 2008. And so we can have a recession without the impact on jobs that we're used to seeing, because when it comes to work, there's, you know, 10 factors or so that are affecting this and employers are so frustrated because they don't know what levers to pull to get their seats filled and to get people to come in the front door and stay. And so but the fact that let's say prices are going up just at the grocery store, that's a driver for people to leave a job just for pay. Mm. And so, right. And so you, it's, it's, there's all these levers in play. And so the, all the effects that we're seeing in the economy right now, aren't, aren't affecting employment mm-hmm. like they have in the past and like we expect it to. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that because my concern was with with inflation, with the cost of goods going up, and wages have gone up in you know, the last 18, 24 months or so, but they, they're not keeping pace with inflation, although inflation is slowing, I, I must admit. At some point in time, there, there has to be a reckoning for that. Yeah, there does. And like you said, you know, some organizations, some professions are looking to a union to... to um, pull together their bargaining power because as you also said, employers will pay as little as they possibly can for not only wages, but also training, development, healthcare, because we all know why, you know, and so that we're going to continue to have pressure on both sides. But so you've got to find that right combination of what am I offering my people? So they come and stay in a way that in a way that's pleasing to them, not just what you as the employer thinks they want. So this requires working together with your people, creating a collaborative environment in which people feel heard, said, and appreciated Mm -hmm. or paid fairly and see that they have career opportunities ahead. And that's, that's very hard. That that's, that's different than it's been in the past. And so employers are really struggling with that. 
I get it completely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Julie Balke, I want to thank you for joining us. Julie Balke with the Balke Group uh, and also the author of the book, Stop Peeing. You've, have you written more books than this? Because I could, I could. No, just that. All right. That's a, it's a good one, though. <laughs> Stop Peeing on Your Shoes, Avoiding the Seven Mistakes That Screw Up Your Job Search. If you want to follow her on Twitter, Julie Balke, B-A-U-K-E. Julie, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this. <laughs> <laughs> 